Welcome to the Designer Up podcast, helping you level up your design and development skills. I'm your host and instructor, Elizabeth Alley, and this is the second episode in our Mindful Design and Interaction series. Today, I'm talking about empathy in user experience design. What is it? How can we practice and cultivate it? And how can we begin to move from empathy to compassion within ourselves and our work? We hear the term user empathy floating around the design world a lot these days. But are we really clear on what exactly that means? How many of us are really confusing empathy with sympathy or even pity? And are we doing it right? As designers, user experience researchers, and user interface designers, we sometimes get so lost in the doing, conducting our research, compiling it, synthesizing it into deliverables like personas, and trying to come across as though we care, that we lose sight of the actual feeling aspect of what it means to be empathetic. What exactly is empathy? Let's be clear on what empathy is and is not. Empathy is not sympathy, nor pity, nor compassion. Pity usually suggests a kindly, but sometimes condescending sorrow aroused by the suffering or ill fortune of others. It tends to have a negative connotation in which you think less of the individual, their situation or suffering. Sympathy is used to convey commiseration or feelings of sorrow for someone else who's experiencing misfortune. You feel bad for them, but you might not know what it's like to be in their shoes. Empathy refers to the capacity or ability to imagine oneself in the situation of another, experiencing the emotions, ideas, or opinions of that person, or perhaps conjuring up a similar experience that has happened to you. Seeing things from the point of view of the other by truly imagining being in their position and trying to feel what they're feeling. Compassion is associated with an acknowledgement and caring about an active desire to alleviate the suffering of another. The concepts of pity through compassion are really about degrees of caring. With pity, you say, I acknowledge your suffering. With sympathy, I care about your suffering. With empathy, I feel your suffering. And with compassion, I want to relieve your suffering. These concepts all have to do with degrees of caring, engagement, and the intention behind it. Pity is the most detached and distant and often carries a sense that the suffering is acknowledged but looked down upon. Sympathy has a different level of intent in which you may really care to hear about the other's suffering and feel sorry for them. Empathy goes a step further into engaging with and imagining the suffering and feeling it for yourself through your emotions. Compassion, which is the most engaged, builds on these concepts, but leaves you wanting to truly be with the suffering of another and relieve that in some way. Empathy does not always have to be associated with bad things either. You can understand how happy someone feels and feel it too as with a contagious laugh or smile. What does it mean to be empathetic to our users? Many times through our UX research, we come to feel a great deal of sympathy for our users, 
but we may fall short of empathy because we're not really trying to tap into the experience they're having, either through imagination or actively reliving our own similar experience. Even after we feel that we understand the user holistically through our research, and even after we've gained a lot of knowledge and data about them and can sympathize with them, and even though we call our research and our objectives user-centric, that still doesn't necessarily make us empathetic. Empathy is an exercise that we get better at over time by being clear about our intentions and consistent with our practice. So how can we truly become more mindful and empathetic designers of experiences and interfaces? The first step is to start to become mindful of our own intentions with each thought and action we take and then practice going deeper into our engagement with ourself and with others. Mindful user surveys and interviews. If we're about to conduct an interview or survey, we can center ourselves and set an intention, such as, I want to feel relaxed and make the user feel comfortable. If I'm relaxed, they will feel relaxed. Now, try practicing your interview questions in a natural and relaxed manner with the intention of truly encompassing that feeling. Do whatever you need to do to center yourself, be it meditating, going for a run, eating a nice meal, being in nature. This energy will carry over into your interactions with others. Awareness of self first, then others. Internal before external. Creating mindful personas. If we're creating a user persona, we can have the intention that we want to be as accurate as we can and we want to paint a true picture of the user and imagine ourselves living their life or having their experience. Almost like an actor preparing for a role. Once we've created the persona, why not role play as if you are them? Imagine what their home might look like, smell like. Really rely on your imagination and get in tune with your feelings about it. Don't just think you understand the persona. Try and imagine feeling what the persona might be feeling. Designing mindful interfaces. If we're designing the user interface for a product and the business people say they want the text bigger, even though that might throw off the entire visual hierarchy and balance, rather than be upset with them, try and put yourself in their shoes. Imagine all the research and reasoning they must have gone through to arrive at that conclusion. Recognize that we also have gone through a lot of research and reasoning and studying our craft to arrive at our 16 pixel font size. But now we must set aside our ego, step into their shoes for a minute, and feel what they must be feeling. Then we can take the action with the intention of choosing a font size that works for everyone by both calmly and clearly defending our decisions and openly listening to feedback without judgment. Empathy takes practice. We start by taking an honest look at our motivations, be it good or bad, self-serving or other-serving, then dropping the judgment and giving ourselves a break. Then we decide the intention that we want to set for ourselves and how we want to show up. We practice softening our hearts to the people and the situations at hand as they arise through each interaction. Each unfolding moment is a chance to set a new intention and choose a new way of being. 
You can and will fail a million times, and that doesn't matter. Each moment is just another chance, and so it goes until one day we truly feel what the suffering of others might be like. Our coworkers, our bosses, and then we can start to look at ways we can help, heal, or lighten that suffering through compassion. The concept of empathy and compassion is at the heart of many Eastern philosophies and practices, but it seems like in the West that many of us show empathy by approximation. We think we feel it based on the idea of a concept, but not the lived experience of a practice. We're filled with knowledge, but not wisdom. Insight, but not experience. Being mindful of ourselves and our interactions with others is what gets us from the latter to the former. The experience of sympathy, empathy, and compassion. How many times have you been on the phone with a customer service representative? Something's gone wrong and we turn to them for help. We often get sympathy and they may say things like, well, I'm sorry about that, ma'am, but there's nothing we can do. They may show us sympathy, but it's less common that they'll show us empathy. Ever so often, a company really acknowledges that they understand what we must be feeling. And maybe they'll say, oh, that's awful. Our service went down when you needed it at a crucial moment. I hate that feeling when you only have an hour to make your credit card payment and the system doesn't let you log in. It's the worst. From that, you get a sense that the person feels empathy for you. They understand what's running through your mind and what you must be feeling, and they're able to express it in a way that makes you feel heard. Now for the company that goes the step further, they might say, how can we fix this? What if we gave you a refund for the month that you paid for, or maybe we can give you a discount on your next month's bill? This step of wanting to relieve the user's suffering is called compassion. You can see how this takes an intention of the provider and may also require money and resources from the company. That's why it's so important that we weave empathy practice and compassionate action into every step of our product development. If we decide early on that we want to provide a compassionate response to our users' problems, then we must leave room in the budget for creating that company culture, that organizational structure, mindset, and allocation of resources to be able to extend that compassion. Moving from empathy to compassion. Even though I'm presenting these ideas, I by no means have mastered empathy. I am certainly not empathetic when someone cuts me off on the way to work. I am certainly not empathetic when my husband beats me in a video game. But I have cultivated enough self-awareness to recognize this in myself and enough resolve to mindfully chip away at reprogramming my patterns and reflexes. Whenever I play a co-op game and I lose, I call myself an idiot for being lousy and worthless and then flame at my teammates for not pulling their weight. And then I'd get really pissed off at the game because it lagged at a crucial moment. I'd then swear to myself that I will train 10 times harder so I wouldn't lose the next time. As I trained harder and still lost, I noticed my body getting tense every time I played and my mood getting aggressive and I would start sweating more. I came to the shocking realization that I may not be a professional gamer. And so I started to reassess and redefine my goals. 
Instead of making an external goal to train harder and win more, I made it an internal goal to simply make it through this game without saying anything derogatory to myself. So showing myself some compassion. The intention being that I want to express love to myself instead of displeasure with or hatred of. If I could do that, then no matter what the outcome, I would consider that game a win. The next time, I made it my goal to not flame at anyone else in the game. The intention being empathy. I tried to imagine myself as one of the players on the other side of the internet that I thought really messed up the game for me. Maybe they were just a kid and they were getting yelled at by their parents at that moment and got distracted. Maybe they have a kid and their kid was crying. I try to imagine how bad that must feel and start to practice empathy. Then finally, I decided that I would do whatever I can to take full responsibility for any games lost, no matter what anyone else did, in a self-compassionate way, of course. And I vowed to do whatever I could to carry my team, with the intention of showing compassion to others from a place of truly wanting to relieve their suffering. Anything can be an exercise in empathy and compassion. This is the kind of daily practice in the minutia that it takes. First, at the individual level, we have to become mindful of our thoughts and our emotions and then cultivate kindness and compassion towards ourselves. Then we can start to extend that outwards to our relationships and eventually our users. As designers, the work of conducting surveys, creating personas, and designing websites is the easy part. Practicing and living our intentions moment by moment as we do these things is the hard part. But that is precisely how we cultivate true user empathy. I'm not prescribing that we all become lovey-dovey hippies, although would that be so bad? It doesn't mean we won't get angry, feel wrong, disagree with people, or feel hurt. It simply means becoming aware of the feelings, thoughts, and emotions that we have and noticing how we tend to normally react when things happen. By being aware of how we are, it gives us a chance to decide how we want to be. The rest is up to us. If we're able to practice empathy consistently and with the right intention, is it possible to reach true compassion for our users? This is my challenge to myself as a mindful designer and a human, and the challenge I'd like to extend to all of you. How do you practice empathy, or how do you plan to practice empathy? Let me know in the comments. Thanks everyone for listening, and stay tuned for our next podcast in the Mindful Design and Interaction series. If you're interested in learning more about mindful user interface, user experience, and product design, come check out our courses at designerup.co.